Welcome to Highland Herald, a podcast where two Final Fantasy-obsessed brothers discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloists, Brothers of Light. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 59 of Highwind Herald. I am Wolfkins, and I am alone this week. There was some stuff that came up, Soloist wasn't able to do a recording, but there was some stuff that we wanted to actually, you know, get out this week, some announcements and things like that. So I'm here by myself doing solo episode. So this one will probably be a little shorter than normal, because I can only talk to myself for so long before I start to... (laughs) get a little loopy, but there is some things that I wanted to go over specifically with Final Fantasy XIV because we had some major news that came out of the live letter that just happened, so we're just going to get kind of right into things. But before I do that, I do want to cover on a couple other pieces of news that we've got, some of it involving Final Fantasy, some of it involving the show itself. So uh, just a reminder for everybody that this is the week Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster is coming out this week, February 23rd. Now, this episode will go live on Friday, so by the time this comes out, you can go get it. So go ahead and pick that up. Uh, Personally, I think this looks like the best Pixel Remaster to date, not just because it's Final Fantasy VI and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But just the things that they've done with this game, uh, they have some of those HD, 2D... Uh, segments, sort of like Octopath Traveler, and and the famous opera scene, it has been confirmed, is going to have vocals in seven different languages, which is awesome. You know, as as someone who loves that section of the game and just is the the opera scene that they do for stuff like Distant Worlds is always so great. So I'm looking forward to seeing that actually presented in the game in that segment, so I think it's going to be really great. Also, release-wise, Chocobo GP is now up for pre-order on the Nintendo Switch, so if that's a game that you are looking forward to, like I am, for sure, make sure to go and pre-order that, or, you know, wait till it comes out, but you can pre-order that now if you want to. Finally, there was something I wanted to touch on for the show itself, Um, so we're going to have a little bit of a content scheduling change going into March. Uh, But I think it's going to be for the best for everybody, really. So starting in March, we will be doing one less podcast episode a month. But we'll be taking that week to do some streaming content for things that we want to cover that we couldn't really do audio form only. So we're going to be taking the last week of the month to be doing something that we are naming Highwind Hangouts. So instead of recording our episode that Tuesday night, we'll be going live on our YouTube channel and we'll be doing some streaming of games, uh, probably starting with Chocobo GP, since that'll be the new game that just came out. Uh, You know, probably some Stranger Paradise, some Final Fantasy XIV. We might use this opportunity to try to get some other people from the community over just to hang out and play some games and have more of a kind of a relaxed session. Uh, We don't go over the news as much or deep dive into it, but we can get some gameplay of some Final Fantasy-related topics going. So, you know, stuff like that is kind of hard to do 
audio-only podcast. So, you know, that's what we're going to be doing. I'm scheduling. It just kind of makes sense to take one of our predetermined recording slots to do that. So uh, no other major changes. You'll still be getting a weekly show. We'll still be out there doing something weekly. It's just once a month we will be putting it up as kind of a YouTube special. And I'll probably drop something in the podcast feed just, you know, reminding you what we did that week or whatever and, and, you know, how to get to it. So, but yeah, that I think is the news that brings us up to what I really want to talk about today, which is the uh, plethora of news that we got out of the Final Fantasy XIV live letter. So I don't, I don't even know where to begin. So let's, let's just start talking. So the first thing they kind of went over was a decade of Final Fantasy fourteen, and they they went over basically from the beginning how things progressed from the very first launch to the relaunch of ARR up through Endwalker, uh, and kind of alluding to where they were going to go from here. And let me tell you, <laughs> they've got some really cool, exciting things coming. So they went through some of the newfound futures coming from 7.0 and on. So that would be with the new expansion. So whatever that is, not necessarily the new patch. But highlights being they are doing everything short of just republishing this game as a single player RPG to make it as easy as possible to play Final Fantasy XIV solo by yourself if the story is all you're interested in. So they have expressed, you know, sadness in the past that you have these longtime Final Fantasy fans who have played every game except for the online games because MMOs can be quite daunting, (laughs) for lack of a better word. And, you know, there are some people that have social anxiety when it comes to running content with strangers and things like that. So they are doing a lot to make those people feel more comfortable jumping into this game. First of all, uh, speaking of that, little side note, the free trial is officially back on. So if you're someone who listens to this show, you're excited about some of the changes that I'm getting ready to talk about, and you want to give it a try... You can, once again, hear about the critically acclaimed MMO Final Fantasy XIV because the free trial has resumed as of uh, this recording. So by the time this comes out, you should already be in there playing because it's a great game. (laughs) Anyway, so they are expanding the trust system. So, you know, right now they introduced the trust system, I want to say in Shadowbringers, that let you run pretty much every dungeon you came across with a group of... NPCs, so your other scions of the Seventh Dawn and what have you. But they're going to be expanding that. Uh, so within the next 10 years, so that they just kind of laid out a 10-year plan. So when exactly these things are going to go into effect and the scope and how far-reaching they're going to be in the immediate future is still to be determined. But in the next 10 years, they do want the game to appeal to players who just want to play alone or with their friends. They want you to have that option. And honestly, I think it's the best idea. Now, for those of you who play Final Fantasy XI, you know that they did a lot to make that game more solo-friendly. I jumped back into it a little bit last year just to cap off, get to level 99 and stuff like that, and I did it by myself. And when Final Fantasy XI first came out, that was impossible. That was just not something you were going to do. I mean, maybe you could, depending on certain job combinations, but... 
it wasn't something for everybody. And Final Fantasy XIV seems to be taking that and really embracing it. And it's it's one of the things, I think, that kind of makes the MMOs from the Final Fantasy segment stand out a little bit, is because they do focus so much on their story, they, they want to make it to where it seems like a Final Fantasy game, if that's how you want to play it, just a solo Final Fantasy game. What they're doing is they're going to be expanding the trust system. They want it to grow to be compatible with all the main scenario dungeons and all of the four-player trials. So basically anything that you would have to do as part of the story, they want you to be able to do by yourself. Something else along those lines includes some changes that they're making to (laughs) the leveling roulette, uh, Praetorium and Castrum Meridianum. They are going to be rebuilding those as four-player instant dungeons, which I'm assuming will also tie into eventually being able to do those with trusts. They also say that the battle with Ultima Weapon will be a four-player battle, and the final battle with La Habrea, they're going to change to an instant story battle. So <laughs> that might actually make that hard again. <laughs> because, you know, for anyone who's ran Praetorium recently, <laughs> they uh, everyone starts saying good job before that fight even starts, because it is an absolute joke. Turning that into an instant story battle could actually make that a difficult or challenging fight again. So that's going to be an interesting road to go down. Also, for those of you familiar with Cape Westwind, which is, of course, the hardest fight in the entire game, they are rebuilding that as an instant story battle. So I don't I don't know if they just thought it was too hard for everybody and they were just sick of people wiping on it over and over. But Cape Westwind is, and yes, I'm joking, that that also is one of the ones they say, good job before, <laughs> before the loading screen's done. Uh, that's being rebuilt as an instant story battle. So that's just going to be two other hurdles that they're taking out of uh, this narrative. Because if, if you talk to most people, while I think the Praetorium when you experience it for the first time, is amazing. It's it's great, a great culmination of the story. It, it does drag down the progress of the game because of how long it is, how you need eight people for it, how you have to sit through all the story if you're rerunning it. So I, I do think that this is probably the way to go. But with all these changes, and again, they're not going to be immediate changes, but with all these things happening, it's going to make Final Fantasy XIV easier to jump in and play by yourself. But of course, you'll still be connected to the world and you'll be able to do these things with other people. But if you want to, the trust system is there. Now, personally, I don't use the trust system that much because I find it a little slow. So I don't know if improvements will be made there. It's just, you know, the tanks pull a certain speed and, you know, it's just like that. But, you know, there are times when I'm just I'm just really not wanting to be social. So it is nice. It is nice to have that option. Going forward, though, we are having Final Fantasy XIV's first graphical update. So, I mean, this game has been out for 11 years now. And as a lot of people have pointed out, especially with the grapes from Endwalker, there are some things in this game that could use a little polish. Now, I personally think that the game still looks great. And especially for an MMO, I think it's one of the best-looking MMOs still. But it is going to be getting a graphical update. And I will put the link to one of the breakdowns that I like to reference. 
uh, because this is a picture that I can't really describe to you, but they do have some before and after pictures as what the current models look like versus what they will be moving to look like. I think it's a nice upgrade. Now, they do caution and say, you know, don't expect this to look like a standalone title. <laughs> of course, right? I mean, it's we're never going to get graphical levels of like Final Fantasy VII Remake or 16 or something like that in an online game with this much massive content that has to be played on multiple systems and still support the PlayStation 4. We're just not going to get that. But from what I'm seeing, it does look like a very decent upgrade. Now, speaking of PS4, uh, they are planning to optimize the PS4 version of the game before the next expansion. Now, I've moved off of my PS4 since I've got my PS5, but that was how I played the game primarily for years. And I know that Soloist has complained a little bit about the frame rate and things like that and how he can't play it on the final on the PlayStation 4 anymore. So maybe this is to specifically help address stuff like that. Uh, they want to implement more options on the PS4 that let you select the frame rate and graphics modes. So I think that that's to kind of address people like Soloist who are having trouble playing on the PS4. Now, eventually, eventually the PS4 support will likely end, as did the PS3 support, but that doesn't seem to be imminent. It doesn't seem to be something that's on the very near horizon, which is good. Because PS5s are still very hard to come by. Not everyone has a computer that can run this as well as they would like. And the PS4 is a nice, easy option and way to get into, you know, Final Fantasy XIV. And it's still, more people will have a PS4 than they would a PS5. So I think it's a good idea to keep that around for a little bit. But I, I don't think it would be wise of us to assume that the PlayStation 4 support will never end. I mean, even looking at Final Fantasy XI, they eventually did end both PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360 support, even though I don't think the graphics really surpassed what the 360 was capable of. But it's just eventually those did end. Now, the state that Final Fantasy XIV's in, I'm not anticipating ending anytime soon. But it is something to be aware of that that is something that might happen in the future. So. But, yes, so it, it is hard for me to kind of go over exactly the details of the graphical updates because you kind of need to see them. Um, but they're improving some of the metal textures. Um, they're improving some of the shaders, the lighting points, shadow reduction. It looks good. They've got some very good examples that kind of show off what they're doing. They're putting more environmental objects around. So just like little barrels or buckets here and there that make the world feel a little more... Uh, busy and lived in. And, you know, if you're on Twitter, people always freak out about the smallest things. Uh, but they are increasing plant resolution. And for some reason, that's all I've been hearing about on Twitter. So there's there's pictures, there's a picture here of blades of grass next to better looking blades of grass. So if grass, you know, if, if pixelated grass is your thing, then I think you should be very excited about this upcoming change. But it's a big deal. It's a big deal to have this graphical update after all this time because, you know, the game looks a little dated. I'm not going to sit here and say that it, it doesn't, but I'm also not going to sit here and say the game looks bad either. But with my PS5, I'm, I'm ready to push it a little bit more as long as it doesn't kill my super fast load times. That's all I care about. <laughs> you know, that's all I need is for those to remain because I can't go back. I, I just can't. Now, 
They did give us a little bit more of the roadmap for the immediate future, you know, 6.1 going through like 6.5 or so. So 6.1 is planned for April and we're getting more Hildebrand. He's returning in somehow further Hildebrand adventures coming in 6.1 and those are going to kind of go through 6.5. They also have some new series of side quests coming that focus more around Tataru. Uh, these are called Tataru's Grand Endeavor, which sounds fun. Uh, and 6.1 will also introduce the first Alliance Raid. And these are called Myths of the Realm. This is what I'm looking forward to. I haven't done any of the current just normal raiding yet. Um, like I've said before, I'm taking a little bit of a break once I finish Endwalker. And it's mainly just because there's so many other games coming out. Um, you know, Voice of Cards. <laughs> but this is the stuff I'm looking forward to. Getting back and doing the Alliance Raids. That is going to be awesome. Um, they're also adding a new PvP mode, the Crystalline Conflict, which I don't have many details on. I'm not really the PvP guy, as we've kind of discussed before, but we have been seeing some rebranding and some rebuilding of the PvP system that is making me think about giving it another shot. So maybe this will be the time for me to get back in there. Uh, we're also going to have a new Ultimate Raid, Dragon Song's Reprise. Uh, the Unreal Trial will be Ultima's Bane. We're also getting new tribe quests. The team is moving away from calling them beast tribe quests, which I think makes sense based on the context of the story and what has happened with the beast tribes and the alliance that we have formed with them. So I think it makes more sense to kind of move away from calling them beast tribes. So, oh, uh, but the Dragon Song Reprise, the ultimate, uh, it will release in 6.11. So that's not going to be right away with 6.1, but it will be very shortly thereafter. Speaking of the Expanded Trust series, though, from before, in 6.1, we are expanding that back to 2.0 MSQ Dungeons. So we are starting to work that way, but of course, they just won't be everywhere yet. What I think is one of the coolest upgrades, though, is what they're doing with the housing system. So the Imperium, which is going to be the one in Ishgard, is going to be opening very soon. And what they're also implementing is a lottery system for buying houses. So I don't know if anyone's ever tried to purchase housing in Final Fantasy XIV, but it's kind of a nightmare. But this seems like it's going to address some of that. Now, here's how it's going to work. Whenever one of the plots goes on sale, it will open up an auction. And in order to enter it, you have to put down the full payment for the house. So three, four million gil, whatever that is. If you win, the house is yours. If you don't win the lottery, then that money is completely refundable. So you put it down, you don't win, you still get your three million gil back. You're not out that. What I think this will do, though, is make it way less frustrating. You won't have to camp things as much. You won't have to constantly be looking and, and doing all that. And honestly, I'm really excited about this. I might actually finally get a house. That's all I've wanted in this game for years. I have so many pretty things I want to put out on my porch and I don't. Like, they'll have all these events that give you furnishings for outside, and I just don't even try for them because I have a room in my free company, but I can't put outside furniture. Like, I can just do interior decorations, and I want, I want more. Okay? <laughs> I want more. Uh, anyway, uh, there are some other things coming further along in 6.2. What's something I'm very much looking forward to is the Island Sanctuary. So that's that kind of, like, Animal Crossing content that we've talked about in the past. That's going to be coming then and being built out as the rest other patches come. So I'm very excited to see what that's going to be. 
Uh, I think that for me personally, I need more content like that in Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I like to play Final Fantasy fourteen a lot, but I don't always want to be running dungeons or raids or things like that. So I personally like this kind of content, like the Gold Saucer, like what I'm anticipating Island Sanctuaries to be, stuff where I log in for a little bit and just you know, enjoy being in the world, do something relaxing. So I'm very, very much looking forward to that. Uh, And also, they are introducing a Criterion dungeon. Uh, This is going to be a dungeon with variable difficulty for one, two, four players. So it's going to scale based on the number of players in the dungeon. That's interesting. Uh, Talk about reducing queue times. If I can go in by myself or with two people or three people, That's going to be great, and I think this is probably a hint of some kind of technology that they're testing out. I would not be surprised if we saw variable dungeon difficulties going forward, but it sounds like the criterion is the criteria to check this out, so that'll be interesting. Just so many interesting things, and I know for a little bit I wasn't worried, per se, But with Endwalker coming out and the story coming to an end, I was very curious what was going to happen to this game afterwards. And it seems like not only do they have a plan, but they have amazing plans, is what it sounds like. So very, very exciting stuff. Now, this thing, I mean, this this live letter went on for a long time, and it keeps going. I'm not going to go over every detail because I would be here for, you know, hours And I don't have anybody to kind of bounce this off of. So I'm just hitting what I thought was the best stuff. You know, in my opinion, what I was the most excited about. Um, They continue to go on talking about how the trust system will expand through Stormblood MSQ dungeons around 6465, other tiers of the Pandemonium Raid series, Blue Mage updates. Now, one thing they did point out that the major patch cycle is going to slow down a little bit. Normally, we've been getting a patch every three and a half months, but going forward, they're going to delay that by about two weeks, giving us one patch every four months. Now, personally, I'm totally fine with that. Those extra two weeks just give me longer to grind tomes. (laughs) But I think that in addition to this, we will see see less in-walker-type delays. Because if you think about it, that was about two weeks. And just giving them that extra two weeks per patch cycle, I think, will make it to where we don't have interruptions to that cadence. And you know what? Take your time. I I think that the Final Fantasy XIV dev team has more than earned our trust because, uh, personally, I've not been disappointed with anything they've put out. So I I think that we can give them those extra two weeks without too much complaining, personally. (laughs) Then they had a huge question and answer series. I'm not going to go through this. Again, I will put the link to this article in the show notes. I just want to give a shout out to Nova Crystallis. They are one of the ones that I prefer to go to. They do great breakdowns. They cover everything so much. They're the link I'm going to give you. They just, I, I always reference them first. I, they, they just do amazing, amazing work over there. But yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for what I wanted to talk about. The free trial's back, and we're ready to get back in there, people. So much, so much exciting stuff, and more to come, because they've already announced the next live letter is going to be on March 4th. So that's a week from when this when this comes out. So they're going to be going over more information specifically in what's coming in patch 6.1. 
So this live letter kind of set the tone for the next decade of Final Fantasy, you know, with the graphical changes, how they were planning on evolving the game. And more specifically, on March 4th, they'll go into patch 6.1. So prepare to hear us talk about that again very soon. But yeah, I, man, with Endwalker and this information, it is just the best time to be a Final Fantasy 14 fan. And if you're not a Final Fantasy 14 fan, what's the holdup? Because the free trial is back. <laughs> it's back. But with that, I think that's going to bring this one to a close. Like I said, a little shorter. Sorry about that, but I can only talk to myself so long. If you want to find us, you can follow Soloist at Soloist wherever, because that's all he ever says. Uh, but if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Wolfkins on Twitter. You can follow the show at Highwind Herald, and you can follow us on YouTube, also at Highwind Herald. Or you can go to highwindherald.com, where we have all of our past episodes, our show notes, things like that. And with that, I do believe that will bring us to a close. We will be back next week with a normal episode with both of us, trivia and all the fun stuff that you've come to expect from us. And then look forward to some other exciting announcements for us coming up in March. And then don't forget about Highwind Hangouts also starting next month with Chocobo GP. With that, see you next week. <laughs>